all you beautiful, lovely people. Uh, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Um, so, on our Instagram page, I posted out and asked people what they would like to hear an episode on. Um, I had quite a few uh, different suggestions. So, I guess I've got the next couple of weeks uh, content all sorted, which is a bonus. Um, now, heads up, this is going to be one of our all-time all famous on-location episodes. Uh, I am currently walking to work. I had to drop off my car for an MOT. Not going to lie, I don't think it's going to pass, but, you know, worst things have happened at sea, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So if, uh, if we get some road noise and traffic noise, uh, sincere apologies, but you know, that is what happens when you listen to a podcast hosted by a guy that's on the move. <laughs> um, so one of um, the questions or topics that people wanted to talk about um, was one of our awesome followers called Lauren. Um, they are currently going through the process themselves. Congrats, guys. Um, and they are, their overall question was, or overall request of the topic was, the waiting game. Um, I'm sure a lot of us can recall, if you've got your family place with you, you can think back to that time where you were doing that waiting, going through the assessment and waiting, um, I, I dropped Lauren a message and just asked at what stage they were at and what was it that they were waiting for, just so I could make it, I don't know, just a little bit more specific to them, but I'm going to go broad and generic thereafter as well. Um, so Lauren was telling me, um, that they are currently in stage two, they've had their assessments completed, all of the paperwork has been approved by social workers, they are just waiting for the next step, they're waiting for um, the managers to sign this off, get them to approve it, and get them to panel. Um, now, this can actually feel like a super duper scary moment. Um, when you're going through stage two, particularly now that it's become so much more intense, um, you know, you're having a visit probably like once a week, sometimes even twice a week. The, these visits or these interviews are going on for two, three, four hours at a time. And every single conversation you have with pretty much everyone is based around how that is going and what they're asking and what next session on. So you're giving that some thought. So you're your entire being throughout that four month period of the assessment is all around your sort of, your assessment and your adoption. And, um, and then it all goes completely silent. Now, sometimes if you're lucky, you, you get that approval sorted, then you're at panel, and you have your panel date and, and, and you go ahead with that. And then the same thing happens there. 
you are then in that position whereby all of the social workers, all of the adoption world, it's just disappeared. It's just gone. Um, and where you've had all of those assessments going on, where you've had all of that time and all of those conversations all around adoption, then when it goes, you kind of feel, I don't want to say empty and lost, but definitely lost because you've then got a little bit of time and you kind of think, well, what, what do I do with this time? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and that can be a really weird sensation and it can worry you a bit um, you know, because you can then start overthinking oh my goodness, what if the manager doesn't sign it off, what if this doesn't happen? Essentially, these things will happen. The social workers during the assessment, if, if they're a good social worker and it's I'm not saying all social workers are amazing, but I'm just saying it's going to be very difficult for too many bad eggs to get through and to continue to get through the system. Um, if a social worker is worth their salt, they would have done so many different assessments, they would have met so many different adopters. During this assessment period, if your social worker has any cause for any form of concern, they would raise, they'd talk to you about it and they'd say, I'm just not, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not okay with that. Let's talk further about it. If they, excuse the lorry, um, if they don't feel satisfied by that, or if they want quality assurance or anything like that, that's when the, um, the second visit comes from the manager who would come out and talk to you and again, just, just cross T's, dot I's and make sure that you've got the right sort of assessment going on. So what I would say is whilst you might have, okay, so I was just interrupted by a phone call. <laughs> so when I get interrupted by a phone call, it naturally pauses the episode. What that also means is I lose track of what I had said. So if I'm now going to repeat myself, you have, you have the right to skip forward 15 seconds. Just check in. Um, so look, at that point you're going to have fears, anxieties, worries and stuff. Your social worker would have spoke to you and told you about those concerns. They would have raised that with you. If they've not done that, generally means they think you're a really good applicant for adoption. So stop stressing stop worrying, it's all okay, all right? It, it does take a bit longer, it does take some time. Different agencies work at different places. Um, but do remember that they have um, timescales that they have to meet. They have to meet certain deadlines, otherwise their agency will get, um, I don't know, best word for it is like a bad mark against their name. Um, they have a tracking system. And once you go into stage two, they then have a time limit on when they have then got to get you to panel. 
or for you to drop out of the process. So if, if they've got too many adopters that are in that sort of position of limbo, it really looks bad on them. They can't, they can't do that. So yeah, you might be waiting, but try not to stress too much because you won't be waiting for too long because it's just not worth it for them. That I'm going to get you through, okay? So, what I would say is how to handle the waiting game at that point. I would actually say take a little bit of downtime, enjoy some free time and some space to just relax. Think about panel because obviously that's going to be coming up, and have a think about in your assessments and when you get your prospective adopters report what sort of things have been talked about as your um, experiences your vulnerabilities and think about some of the things that perhaps your social worker highlighted in your assessment and wanted to ask you a bit more about in your assessment because the likelihood is someone at panel may have some of the same sort of questions around that and may just want a little bit of follow-up so if you had not any sticking points but if you had any points where the social worker really sort of honed in and focused on it give that some thought um, start thinking about um, how you would like to help, what you would like to do um, maybe you might have some questions to plan on yourself so I would start thinking about that if you are then in the process of you have now been approved at panel but you're waiting for the agency decision maker to come through and put their seal of approval on that again i think that this can take up to two weeks not a lot is going to happen in that time um, your social worker might start talking to you about matches um, but they might not um, it, it may, it may again just be quite quiet at that point. Use that time to celebrate. It's very, right, it's about to get really loud. I'm going under a bridge and it's busy. Can you hear this? Can you hear me? I'm gonna be moving as quickly as I can, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for your patience during this time. And I'm out the other side. So, <clears throat> in that period, get excited about what you've achieved. Get excited about the fact that you've gone to panel and you've had your approval. It is super duper unlikely that your social worker would do their assessment and see that you were and recommend you for approval and for you then to go to panel and get a unanimous yes and then to go to um so that's to then go to the agency decision maker and the agency decision maker to change the entire overall result super unlikely something would have had to have gone majorly wrong for that to happen 
So if you're going to panel and they're giving you a unanimous yes, get excited, really celebrate because that's a massive achievement and you're not going to have much time to really, really celebrate that moment and actually it could be lost and you could lose an opportunity to genuinely pat yourself on the back about how hard you have worked to become a parent. It is hard work, it's a tough slog. Give yourself some credit. Okay? So, now you're approved. Now, social workers really, really disappear. Um, and that's horrific. That's really, really difficult. The reason that they do this is because they're moving on to their next couple or their next adopters to try and get them through their assessment. They have not forgotten you. They have not decided that you aren't worth their time anymore. They just need to move on to the next case to get the next adopter approved. So that can be tough, but don't feel bad. They are still there and they are still talking about you. They're still trying to help find that match. Now, what I would suggest is at this point, this is when it comes to matching. Now, I'm not gonna go into loads of details about how those matches can be made because I've done an entire episode on that um, and I've gone into loads and loads of different details about how different matches are made. Obviously, that does look slightly different now, um, only because some of those events might be online rather than in person, but they're happening, okay? So I've done an episode on that. Go back to that and listen to matching and listen and start thinking about how you think you would like a match to happen, okay? During that period, the weight is, oh, I'm trying to think of the right sort of PC way to answer this, or say this, it's, the weight is going to be largely dependent on your search criteria. So, if at that period you have gone to panel and you've been approved for a not two year old, uh, particularly if you're with a voluntary agency um, and you, you can listen back to the voluntary agency discussion to, to understand this. If you've looked, if you've been approved for a not two year old without any known disabilities um, who is of white British descent, the the long and the short of that is you're, you're in for a wait um, because actually that is the most popular and sought after categories. Um, so you're in for a wait. So that can be really difficult, really tough. Um, but if going through the baby stage is going through that sort of process is what's really important to you, then 
do the wave because if it's important for you, then you're happy to wait. Um, if um, so, if you're looking and you said, "Hey, do you know what? We'd look at an older child, so a child above the age of four." Um, and you've taken out a load of other criteria and you've been more broad with the search, your weight should be shorter, okay? It's never a guarantee, because of course it's not a guarantee. That were a tractor. Um, but your weight should be shorter because it's, uh, it's the same as any form of searching that you do. The, the stricter your search criteria, the less results you're going to get through. The broader your search criteria, the more results are going to come out. That's, you know, that's a simple logic simple math. So keep that in your mind. Um, if, you are, if you are more broad, your weight shouldn't be as low. However, with that in mind, you are still going to be waiting and that can be really really hard um, because I think you feel like you're just constantly waiting for the phone to ring or for an email to come through uh, for something to happen and when it isn't happening straight away you then again go back into fears, worries, anxieties about you know what why are you waiting? Are you the only ones waiting? Have you done something wrong? Have they forgotten you? All of those things come back. Again, the answer is no, not what's happening at all. Um now different agencies work different ways. Um because at that point you would have been put on LinkMaker, um, which is the website where you can access children's profiles and get in touch with their social workers. Um, sorry, I'm on literally the world's busiest road. Um, but on LinkMaker, and I think we've discussed this one as well, you can then reach out to social workers to sort of get there get in touch and say hey this is our profile we are interested in the child that you are um, currently profiling for would you consider us um again this is all going to be dependent on the agency on how quickly they come back to you how how they are sort of um monitored on their response rate as well um at that point um, you can obviously, you can keep your social worker informed about what you are doing so they can help push your profile forward um, and speak to anyone they have a connection with. It may be that your social worker says that you are limited on your search to begin with. Um, so for a set amount of time, you can only look for um, children that they are profiling for in their area and that they will expand that area, um, you know, after a set amount of time. They've done the work, 
they have trained you, they've given you all the resources, they would like to keep the adoption within their agency because matching children in their area to adopters from their area is just a, it's seen as a simpler process. That's not to say it always is, but it's just seen that way. So they, they may try to encourage you to do that for a set period of time. Ride that storm. Um, if you're not finding profiles, get in touch with your agency and say, actually, do you know what? Okay, another phone call, another interruption. Man, I'm busy. <laughs> um, so, get in touch and speak with your social worker and, and take a little bit of control. Um, take control if that is something that you need and you feel that is important for you. Um, but again, be realistic, think about your criteria. Um, give them an opportunity to help you with the matching process. Give that some time and embrace that time. Um, because once a match is on the way, time will run out for you to be pre-family. So keep that in mind. Um, now, what I'm also going to do here um, is I'm going to stand on a little bit of a soapbox. Uh, so if you'd prefer to not listen to a soapbox rant, you could probably end the episode here. Um, <laughs> understand, yes, you're waiting, and yes, that's difficult. These children are waiting. I see a lot of comments on a lot of support groups about, oh, I'm really frustrated waiting and things like that. I get that. I genuinely do. Um, Social services are a children-led service. Their job is to find families for children, not children for families. They have been waiting a long time. If it's frustrating for you, see how it must be for them. So hopefully that's been helpful. <laughs> and I will speak to you again next week.